And it's been a while, but welcome back to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch. Mayor Tom Koch's podcast to the Quincy residents and beyond, which we've been finding out. Our listeners, Mayor, are all the way out there from Spain to Ireland to California. So it's been pretty interesting. Wow. What about Germany? Well, I'll back, back to the, uh, I'll work the homeland. We'll work on that. Um, Specken Sie Deutsch? Nine. All right, good. Either do I. Thank God that ended right there. <laughs> but it's good to be back. It's been a few weeks because we've, there's been a lot going on. Um, so let's just dig right into that. We've had we had a, a really successful flag day. We also had you know the budget was put to bed and the rec programs are beginning. We're here in the middle of or just in the beginning, sort of a middle of summer. So let's talk about that. Let's break it down. Talk a little bit about flag day. Well, July fourth is this Thursday. My aunt used to say when we were kids, July fourth is here. Summer is over. Uh, which used to really make us cringe. There's a positive Couldn't thinking stand for you. That. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, summer is here. The weather's finally catching up to the season, actually. Uh, and Flag Day, we had a gorgeous night. I mean, oh. it, it was a it was a ten. It was just beautiful. It was. Everything went off without a hitch. Um, you know, the Hancock Adams common flag that was uh, first time flown over up at Pageant. Uh, Dan Cork sponsored the fireworks. All our partners on the parade. Colonial Federal, Eastern Bank, Ohane Funeral, Quincy Credit Union, South Shore Bank, you know, all kicked in. Uh, just, it was an incredible night. Uh, You're not just, reading anything either, by the way. These, you know this this event so well. You know this night so well. These are just coming out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, Frank McGinn, who was the uh, two-star general, was the guest that night. And he spoke about uh, how he matched in the parade when he was a kid in the Coke Club. He's wow. from Adam Shore. He had a great night. I think he was quite impressed with, with the the whole patriotic evening uh, it's kind of unique today with all the uh, stuff going on nationally and all to come together a night like that and say, you know, that we have a, so much more in common than we do uh, otherwise, you know, so we should celebrate that once in a while. And the greatest symbol to surround uh, or to really pull that all together is this the great symbol of the uh, United States, which is the flag. And it's your know, red, white, and blue, old glory. Um, so much to be thankful for under that flag over the years. Not to sound too corny, but it's true. And it all started here. Uh, in Quincy and Braintree and Boston and this region, uh, really, when you look at it. So pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's truly an amazing event. And, again, kudos to you and uh, really in that. Let me tell you, I hate that word. Kudos? Kudos. Why is that? I just never liked that word. I think it's a German word. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, well, it was a great flag day, so once again, if folks don't get to it, because it's funny, but, you know, I didn't go to it until later in life. I wish I went to it when I was younger, because it really You is, weren't patriotic enough when you were younger? I, what, what I was happen? all over the place as a kid. We don't want to go there ever. <laughs> but it was... Uh, well, kudos just, to you for finally coming. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good, it was just such a, it is a wonderful family event for everybody. And it really is. And you can't say that about everything. People really say is. that about, but there's, there are thousands of people that come to this thing. No, there are. And there's those that grew up and marched and as a kids. They bring their kids and grandkids now. It's a great tradition. And, uh, you know, my, when my father started back in 1952, it was just to uh, really to instill patriotism in the young people, to you know, behind that flag, there's a story, a lot of stories, yeah. and uh, we should be respectful of it. We should learn those stories. Uh, in fact, during the Vietnam era, when uh, the crazy '60s, I was just a just a kid in diapers, so I don't have a lot of memories about it. But uh, he took a lot of guff, if you will, for putting that play. He was told he shouldn't have that parade, um, you know, during that time. And and um, and I remember his his words. Uh, not long before he died, he had he did an interview with Henry Bosworth. Quincy's son had a station on cable in those days, and 
he said, as long as I'm around, that parade's going to go down Hancock Street. So, <laughs> so I've had to live with that in my head. So as long as I'm around, that parade's going to go down <laughs> Hancock Street. I don't want to be haunted by my good father. Well, it's on record now. <laughs> so that's good. The budget has been put to bed, which is a good thing. I mean, we can now get on with the business of government the way it should be run. And, and that's sort of an arduous proce- process, but actually one that works really well. It does. I mean, it, you know, it, you know, certain councils that get concerned about each year, um, it's not like it's brand new before them. Yeah. Um, you know, the the departments are the same. It's essentially the same budget with some tweaks here and there based on contracts and things. But I appreciate the council. I know that uh, uh, Ian Kane, the finance chair, did a good job uh, moving it right along because it can get bogged down. You got to state a task. Um, from from what I'm told from my staff, he did. You did keep it moving. We're grateful for that. Uh, it was an eight to one vote. Um, I was shocked that it wasn't nine to nothing. Quite frankly, but um, I wasn't shocked by who voted against it. So uh, it was a healthy budget. Uh, we had a significant increase in the schools. Um, you know, we, we're we're really, I think, funding our public safety departments and parks, DPW, and libraries, veterans, uh, elder services, really in a healthy way. We this city has tremendous services. This budget, in my view, I say it every year, but I believe it. It reflects the values of who we are, reflects the values of our community. And people people get great services here. I, I know that um, if you go to other communities or talk to other communities, they don't do nearly what the city of Quincy does for, for its residents. So I'm proud of that tradition. We're going to keep that tradition going, and I'm grateful to the city council for uh, for passing the budget. That's great. It doesn't hold things up. and. Uh that eight to one vote was great, so that's we're we're here we're beyond that. Uh, rec programs is a is a big initiative in the city that's been happening for a long time. I know many kids get to work for the summer and have a great time. And let's talk a little bit about that and how that works. Well, they they do some work. They don't just have a great time. No, now. they work Mike, though. They, you know. they, they actually uh, people don't realize um, uh, the rec side, which is now under the Department of Natural Resources, Commission Dave Murphy, uh, Michelle Hanley uh, is directing the rec side. She has succeeded Barry Welch. Who Still with us. He's. Uh, I've asked him to stay on to do some special events, stuff, the parades, and he's still, uh, as they say, he's got gas in the tank. He's a good man, still <laughs> loves the city, and wants to stay a little bit involved, so we're giving him some tests, and he's uh, he's doing fine with that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the rec program uh, runs during the winter in the gyms. We have the pool going at Lincoln Hancock, but the summer program is, is an intense program. It's a s- six-week program that's packed with all kinds of stuff, all kinds of camps. Uh, the sailing program, um, it's you know, the playgrounds around the city of staff with rec leaders. Uh, really, is a it's an old tradition in Quincy. It's uh, a lot of communities don't do this anymore, uh, but kids can show up down at the playground at no cost, participate in games and activities, and um, you know learn all kinds of new things. Um, they can get into other camps. Some some of it's drama, some of it's art, some Dare of it's camps, sports, uh, basketball, you, yeah, sure. all of those things, soccer, you name it, every type of sport. Uh, there's a camp for it. Um, they do, you know, field trips to, to Canopy Lake and other things. I mean, it's uh, it's old school in many ways, but it's a great tradition in the city and uh, one that, you know, we're going to continue because I think it makes great sense. It's another reason why we're so family friendly, why people want to, grow, uh, you know, raise their family here. There's so much to do here uh, for families, uh, and it's uh, and it's some of the camps are minimal charges, but most of the programs are free. Mm. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's an amazing program. My daughter... Used to love it. She loved the Dare Camp. was one of her favorite ones too. And Did she do the sailing program? All my three kids went through the sailing she didn't program. Do the sailing program. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Black's Creek. Uh, we put the logs so in, beautiful. so there's a minimum 
amount of water in the creek. The kids do. Not only do they learn to sail, but they also have uh, the canoeing and, and oh, yeah. uh, kayaking, and they go in around. When you're out in that creek area and you get out through the marshes, it's you feel like you're in Martha's Vineyard or somewhere. It's just it's such a beautiful, beautiful gem. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a great program. It really is. So some of those kids, you know, we live 27 miles of coastland, coastline. rather. If you do the sailing program, you got to go through the swimming program up at Link Hancock. So you want kids to learn to swim in our city. They're growing up with all this coastline around us. So uh, a lot of kids learn to swim and learn to do a little boating through the recreation department. It goes back decades. So it's good stuff. For Quincy residents, there's another benefit to, that, to the Black's Creek and the canoeing and the sailing is that adults can do it, too. You can just pay for... It's like thirty bucks or something, forty bucks for the year. That's right. You get to be a part. They can of, get down and, and grab a canoe and, and enjoy it as well. Uh, it is good stuff. Um, again, it's 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 unique to Quincy. Really, you, you, you go to other communities, you don't see this kind of stuff. You no. really don't. Uh, it's good stuff. Some of the hidden gems that you can do this summer, folks. Uh, just talking a little bit about uh, some some other things that are happening in the city. The Kincaid Park, I guess, is is really on its way now. It's yeah, there's a lot that. going on uh, as we speak. Uh, Kincaid is well under construction now. Fleming Brothers uh, doing a nice job. Um, it's uh, it's an important project. It's one that is going to consist of splash pads, basketball courts, walking trails, a, a synthetic turf field for soccer. It'll be lit. Um, you know, a straightaway portion of the track uh, for the kids from middle school to be able to use that. Because, uh, you know, you're right between Lincoln Hancock and you have the, rever- the rear of, on Robert Street, the rear of uh, the new Southwest School. So uh, it's one of those beautiful gems we have in the city that uh, needed a major upgrade. It was tired, and uh, we decided to go all out. I appreciate the support of what Councilor uh, Brian Palmucci and those councilors that all voted for it. It's a game changer for that neighborhood. It's significant investment from our city into the families of our city in an area of our city that, you know, has some tired housing stock and mm. uh, underserved and, and some some could argue. Um, so I think it's a great investment, and I think you'll see, much like we do on a regular basis, when we put pu- public investment, it usually is followed by private investment. Right. And my guess is you're going to see uh, homes change hands, you're going to see improvements, uh, new facades and, and uh, additions and so forth. And I think it's going to generate a lot, of, a lot of good investment in that part of our city, southwest Quincy. And a lot of work has been done also on many of the streets in the city, too, as oh, yeah, it continues there's, there's to. A, yeah, there's a ton going on. I've run into a lot of folks. I, I've been driving around, checking out some of the projects. Um, you know, you, you can go all different parts of our city geographically, and you'll see action going on. I mean, you get the the pipelines going in, water mains, gas mains, uh, which are being followed by street reconstruction. Just down Narragansett the other day, that's well underway. As down uh, Lunt Street, uh, Flint Street, Tyler Street, Freeman, those are all getting new water mains. It's just about done on the water mains on those. Then that will lead to the road improvements after the roads set a little bit. We also do the sidewalks at that time. And, and now with we're doing better coordination between public works and natural resources, so those streets that we... Had to take some trees down because of the um, condition of them. We, then when the street's done, we can add some new trees. It just has, brings a whole new life uh, to that neighborhood. So there's a lot of that going on across the city. Um, people can certainly check in with Public Works to see where their street is on the list. We have a five-year rolling plan. Uh, in fact, we'll, we'll be back to the council again in the fall <laughs> to upgrade that and probably again in the spring. I mean, the, the amount of work we're getting down the streets right now is pretty remarkable. And, and I know people appreciate that. I get letters, I get comments from people, hey, I've been on this street for 30 years, it's never been done, you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> That's so, the stuff you don't see on social media, so, the thank yous and, the, and there's hundreds No, no, and, and I'm not even talking miles. about the thank yous. It's it just, you know, 
there's, you know, we got hundreds of miles of road in our city and sidewalk, and um, there's never enough money to do everything we possibly can do. But the council supported our efforts this past year, and, you know, we're spending some $17 million uh, over the next couple of years on getting streets done. And, uh, you know, Hancock Street's going to be underway this summer from uh, roughly uh, Fennel Street all the way down to by Sacred Heart Parish there. Oh, that stretch of Hancock's getting pretty rough. Uh, you're going to see improvements on Newport Avenue. I mean, all across the city, there's, there's stuff happening. C Street is under reconstruction as we speak. It's section of C Street. So uh, the work continues uh, and uh, needs to continue. We're an old city with a lot of old infrastructure, as I often speak about. So good stuff. We'll continue to stay outside and talk uh, environmental issues. And one of your, I know that you are environmentalists. When it comes to planting trees and what it does for our environment, we're doing that right now. We're doing that. We have been doing that for the last couple of years. And there's a lot of sort of different programs that are under underway right yeah, now. Yeah, there are. And, um, you know, you know we're an urban setting, and uh, we've we've uh, we've got a beautiful city. And I think one of the reasons we have a beautiful city is we have a lot of beautiful natural resources, and we got a pretty good urban forestry. Uh, but that that forest has been struggling. We've we've lost a lot of our tree canopy uh, through a ve- number of reasons. Um, you know the um, the electric company and and phone company and all they they hack the heck out of the trees because of the trees get up into the utilities and. And I understand there has to be a trimming method and a process, uh, but then you've got road salt, which has a major impact on the trees and the life of the trees. Uh, today, we pour a lot more salt out because people expect the street to be black at any point during a storm. Mm-hmm. Not like the old days where you put the studs on or the chains on and you, you know, half the winter you had snow cover on the side streets. It's different. Then you get compaction and the other urban pollution. So it makes it very difficult for street tea, uh, tree to survive. But uh, we got to continue to to work it. We've we're very careful on the selection of species that can withstand some of these challenges. Um, so over the last couple of years, the state through the Gateway City program uh, in Quincy, they planted over 150 trees. They they plan on planting another three or four hundred over this year. Um, we've got <coughs> excuse me. We've got our own city budget, which we've added 300 thousand this year for tree planting out of the hotel tax monies, which uh, is huge. Uh, we take down a fair amount of trees each year, so I'd like to get ahead of what we take down each year to rebuild the urban forest. And we're being smarter. We're planting trees that don't grow as tall under the utility, utility lines, for oh, example, yeah. so they don't sure. get all hacked up. Uh, and then when we do have the good size loom borders, the grass strips, where you can plant something of significance, that's the place to put it. When we have park settings or tree uh, uh, school properties, we'll plant on the back of sidewalk, on the grounds of the schools or the, or the park property. The tree has a much better chance to of survival, you know, and away from the road salt. Uh, but, you know, it, without sounding too much like a tree hugger, I mean, the trees are lungs to a community. I mean, they, they breathe in all the junk and they uh, breathe out oxygen for us to breathe. So they're an important part of uh, quality of life in a community. And, you know, with all the global warming, with all of the science and discussion about that, um, one of the best things we can do anywhere is plant trees. Mm. Um, by planting more trees, it helps the environment in every aspect, um, so we can't go wrong with that. So if, you, if you're interested, uh, people out there that live in Quincy, not in Spain, if, uh, <laughs> but in Quincy, if you want to call 617-376-1251, that's Department of Natural Resources, they'd be happy to add you to a list. We've done some planting as we speak, uh, but this fall there'll be another major planting uh, throughout the city, so encourage you to call in, and uh, we'd be happy to oblige. Thank you, Mayor. And talking more about some of these environmental issues uh, that are very important to the community, very important to our world. Um, You know, you walk into a supermarket now and people are bringing their own bags. They're bringing their own 
canvas bags or something to to put their groceries in, and that right. is because plastic bags are brutal to the to the environment. Yeah, they 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 get in the wrong places. Um, they you know it's um, so plastics talk- are tough in general, yeah, and, so you, and you know they made our life easier in so many ways, but. On the other end, the disposal end, they've been a nightmare environmentally. And, um, you know, some other communities have already done it. We've talked about it here. So we, we did this spring put before the city council a proposal. I expect they'll probably act on it in the fall. I believe the votes are there to support it, uh, which would uh, eliminate the single-use bags. It would encourage people to use cloth bags. Uh, the supermarkets could still use paper. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can get out of the business of disposable bags and get at the habit of people to we've started to use them i've got some of the cloth bags now and um and mostly my wife because she yeah. when, when she when she does bring me to the supermarket she gets mad because <laughs> i usually add another half an hour to the trip to the market because you run into people so she's the next time you stay home um but anyway we, it's it's just it makes sense you throw them in the car you bring them in with you you pack it up and uh, they don't rip. They, you know, you don't have to worry about throwing them out. But I'm, I, I said in the paper, I'm sick of looking at bags stuck in trees on, on fences, and uh, they end up in all the wrong places. And of course, they, many of them uh, end up in the ocean, and uh, as long with a lot of other things that shouldn't end up in the ocean, uh, that have an effect on marine life and and uh, the environment. So I think it's a good move. I think there's other things we can do. We're looking at, which is a license board issue. We're looking at getting rid of the nips. Um, I know that may be a problem for you, Mark, but I, I think it's it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> Well, the, the plastic nips now, they end up in the gutter line, they end up in the, in the storm drain system, and they're not up on the bay. So they have another major adverse effect to marine life. So, um, you know, most people that are using nips are either teenagers that shouldn't be drinking or some folks that shouldn't be drinking either. They're hanging around um, uh, with some challenges, and I don't underestimate the challenge, not judging anybody. But the reality is they're having an adverse effect on our environment. We need to clean it up. We need to address some of these issues going forward. Um, you know, it, it was an old uh, Indian adage about we plant trees not for our children's children, but our children's children's children. And we think about that. And that's true of anything we do in the environment. It's really about the future. How are we going to leave society how we found it? Can we leave it a little better to the next generation? And, again, it sounds a little bit corny, but it's true. It really is true. I remember growing up... Um, you know, seeing people get out and sweep the gutter in front of the house. Everybody used to do that, you know. Nobody does that anymore. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, everybody should have some ownership in the community. And, you know, the loom borders, the grass strips in front of people's houses. You could buy a house and they don't cut it anymore. They, I don't know how they, heck, they can stand looking at it growing yeah. two or three feet high. Come on, folks. It's it's all part of uh, who we are as a community. We got we to gotta step it up a little bit. So, um, you know, the great inspiration, I know you were there with me last year taping with the kids down at Central. I mean, uh, really listening to them and their projects and um, did some incredible, incredible research and, you know, what we're doing to the oceans with all the plastics and stuff that's ending up out there. And don't forget, folks, that that has an effect on the food chain. I mean, we eat a lot of seafood, and yeah. it, it has an effect on, on that. So we, we should be more careful. Uh, no question. I, I was bold early. I was driving up, uh, coming from Elmav, going on to Hancock, and a woman was coming off of Wentworth Street, and, out a wrapper goes right out the window. This was an adult, right out the window. Um, cigarette butts is another problem. Yeah. Yeah. They end up in the storm drains, and the filters, I guess, aren't biodegradable like the rest of the cigarettes. Wow. That's becoming a problem in the ocean. So we just got to get better at it. We got to pay more attention. I think if everybody knew the damage some of this was causing, then I think they'd be more apt to, uh, or less apt, really, to litter or whatever, whatever it may be. So I think we got to do a better job educating people about some of these issues as well. Yeah, and I do think that some of those viral videos that you see that are out there from you know the the marine life 
you know, the turtles with the straws up their nose or the plastic bags or the plastic bags in the bird's stomachs. And those are helpful. I think that'll... I'm grinning because I, 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 yeah, they say used to do, <laughs> the, do, used to do the straw thing in the nose. Is that true? Is that true? What's that? You used to do the straw thing when you're out in a restaurant? What was that? The, sp- the spitballs? Did you do spitballs in a restaurant? I heard uh, that about you, Mike. You probably, well, maybe. So. A long time ago. I don't remember a lot of things. <laughs> probably from too many nips years and years ago. No, but, but the other, you know, <laughs> we got a lot going on. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, we talked about public work stuff. This is also a time when public buildings, there's a ton of work in the school buildings because the kids aren't in the schools. I mean, beyond the Southwest Middle School that continues to, we opened it, but still a lot of work to be done up there. But uh, a lot of the other buildings, we uh, we do a lot of major work inside uh, principals call in work orders. The superintendent has a number of priorities. So all those carpenters, painters, electricians, and plumbers in the public buildings department, they spend an inordinate amount of time in the summer in the school buildings getting them ready for September. So you kids that are listening out there, September's <laughs> around the corner. It is. Not that close, though. We're okay. We're good. We're just, just getting into the summer. So, Mayor, with a few minutes left, do we want to, obviously, we didn't get a chance to touch a, a few things. We wanted, I mean, we had a great opening for the, opening for the cannons when they started their their uh, season here. But, yes, but good beyond, stuff. Yeah, beyond that, it's 4th of July this week. And again, I know you have a few minutes, and this is one of your favorite subjects, but we are, uh, you know, one of America's birthplaces here, and especially the birthplace of ideas from some of the greatest forefathers ever with the Adamses. And uh, just Indeed. talk a little bit about 4th of July. And Indeed. I mean, it's, um, you know, I think people look forward to the cookouts and the fireworks and all those things, and that is all terrific, and, and we should. In fact, it was John Adams that said it would be celebrated with pomp and circumstances and fireworks. And I think he talked about muskets going as well, but we'll stay away from the <laughs> Yeah, leave your muskets at home, people. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, this is where it all happened. This is where it all began. I mean, it's, um, again, I, not at the risk of sounding a little bit corny, but, you know, I remember Tom Kiley saying to me one day, he's, he's a local attorney who's, who's top shelf, you know, we'll walk in the same roads, the same paths as Adams and Hancock and Abigail all did. So we're creating the new chapters in, in history today. But when you look at what happened at that time in our history, to have all of those incredible minds in one place, uh, and, and I can't underestimate, uh, David McCullough has done a great job really articulating it, but what John Adams meant to all of this. I mean, he was part of the whole thing. He was, he was the instigator. He was the pusher at those conventions and meetings. and um, the, He drove them crazy. I mean, he, he nominated Washington as commander-in-chief. He nominated or designated Thomas Jefferson to write the chief writer of the Declaration of Independence. Right, right. John Adams wrote the Constitution of Massachusetts, which was the model for the U.S. Constitution. These guys were absolutely brilliant. And they had everything to lose. Don't forget, they were the more affluent ones at the time. They were doing well. Um, so they put it all on the line. They, if things didn't go well, they were, all would have been, and their families would have been murdered. Their properties would have been burnt to the ground. You know, think about that kind of a commitment. Um, you know, and, and today you look at some of the, the childish politics that we have going on in Washington and both extremes. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's an insult to their memory, really, in so many ways. I, I did read with interest, um, you might have seen it, uh, that uh, two very wealthy individuals, George Soros, who is a left-wing um, supporter, and Charles Koch, no relation, by the way, one of the Koch brothers who lean right, uh, they are both putting money into this new think tank, um, which is going to be um, a, a group that's going to study and make recommendations about how we use the military, that they both feel that we probably use the military way too much. Uh, we shouldn't be into regime change, and, and we should be just protecting the nation and so forth. So, But the, here's the, the kicker, though. When I read about it, it's, they're going to call it the Quincy Institute. 
No kidding. Uh, after John Quincy Adams. Wow. Uh, John Quincy Adams, uh, history has not been kind to him as a president, but he probably goes down in history as the greatest diplomat in the history of our country. Mm. He's an incredible Secretary of State. You hear about the Monroe Doctrine? Sure. The Western Hemisphere? Yeah. He wrote it. It was, it was him. But I'm going to read a quote um, um, that they have in the story about an homage to John Quincy Adams, who in a seminal speech on Independence Day in 1821 declared that the United States, and I quote, goes not abroad in search of monsters to destroy. She is the well-wisher to the freedom and independence of all. She is the champion and vindicator only of her own, end quote. The Quincy Institute will promote a foreign policy based on that live and let live principle. So here we go again. John Quincy Adams, John Adams, they strike again. Mm, um, wow. They've been deceased a long time, but they yeah. still, they're still moving people and moving issues in, in a very extraordinary way. So... Uh, I thought that was a great independence story. I did too. That's great. And there is so much to celebrate. They signed the uh, Declaration of Independence in 70, 1776. They signed their death warrants, as you just mentioned, by doing so. And uh, we are here today because of what they did back then. So celebrate Fourth of July for, and think about what it means. Thank you very much. And God bless America. God bless America. And thank you very much. We'll see you next time. We will not be taking breaks like we did recently. It's been a very busy few weeks. So again, we'll see you next time. We want to make sure that you do subscribe to this podcast. It's part of the uh, of podcast Quincy's podcasts. It's called City View with Mayor Tom Koch. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever we are. We're out there, and we'll be back. Thank you very much, Mayor Koch. It is a pleasure. My name is Mark Carey, and uh, happy 4th, everyone.